You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your on-the-go host, Arden Moore. Today finds me in the southernmost part of the United States. Pause up to all you geographical geniuses who correctly guessed Key West, Florida. We are here to give you a personal guided tour of some famous cats, the fine felines who freely roam inside the confines of a mansion once occupied by the famous writer Ernest Hemingway. Now, many of these cool cats are a special, quote, breed. They are polydactyls. That means they sport more than five toes on each paw. That makes them good mousers, legend has it. So what's the scoop on these cats? And why was Hemingway, a definite man's man, such a fan of cats? Discover these answers and why I want to come back in my next life as a Hemingway cat right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm in Key West, Florida today. It is 84 degrees. I'm lathered in sunblock lotion. I got a hat on. I got my shades on. And I just got dropped off in front of the Hemingway house after taking a choo-choo train tour of Key West being steered by the delightful Captain Jack. Hey, everybody. We're still here in Key West, and I'm with a nice, cool guy who tells more puns than I do. And you're with the Conk? The Conk Tour Train with Historic Tours of America. All right. Tell us, we passed the cinema, and you had me howling. Why? 
and the Tropic Cinema. Well, it's very unique to Key West because our cinemas are way cooler than yours, uh, and the reasons are, uh, well, you've got a beautiful statue outside of Marilyn Monroe doing her famous pose with her skirt blowing up. Secondly, we've got a full bar in there, so you can drink whatever you want, whenever you want. And thirdly, um, you can actually take your dog in there, so you can come here, down here, take your dog for a walk, have a couple of beers, watch a movie, come back outside, and have your picture taken underneath Marilyn Monroe's skirt all in one night. Welcome to Key West, where the weird go pro. That's great, and now I guess if it's a doggy movie, that's a good thing. Oh, it's definitely a good thing, but I don't. Everybody likes the movie. Now, how long have you been here, Captain? Uh, about three years now. What brought you here? Um, my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she got offered a job down here, and we were living in Boston at the time. Uh, so we thought, yeah, let's go down there on the island and have a good time. Now, how do people find about your tour? What's the website? Um, you can go to the um, Historic Tours of America, and you'll see all the products we've got on there. We um, have trolleys in St. Augustine, uh, Savannah, San Diego, Washington, Boston. Uh, well worth taking the trip, learn a lot of history about the city, see all the beautiful sights. Well, you did great. I look forward to the rest of this adventure on your choo-choo. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. We're here at the Hemingway House in Key West, and our one-on-one tour guide is the one and only Jessica Pita. How long have you been working with the Hemingway House? Just now, four years. And what brought you here? I've lived in Key West my whole life, and actually my family has worked here at the Hemingway House. So you're a conch? I am a conch, born and raised. Two generations, three generations? Four generations. Four generations. Yeah, I'm getting in there. <laughs> so it, was this one of your deals, like, man, I'd love to work here? Well, my grandmother has always worked here, and so I used to come here as a kid and play and hang out after school, and so it's always just been something I loved. I loved this property, these cats, and growing up here. So I just of your own? Oh, yes, I have two at home. And they're, let's give a shout-out. It's Lauren Bacall and Tallulah Bankhead. Oh, you're following the Hemingway yes. tradition. Tell yes. us about that tradition. Absolutely. We name the cats here after famous writers, celebrities, just people of that. Arden Moore coming up next? Maybe. We All might right. be able to put that up there. But Actually, well, um, we have, right now we have Greta Garbo, Fats Waller, Benny Goodman, Etta James. Who's pregnant? Yes, Etta James is pregnant. Um, there could be a litter of Ardens. Barbara Stanwyck is also pregnant. She's oh, one nice. of ours, so... Um, yeah, we have quite a few, 45 in total right now. Okay. So names for days. Um, what we do is we kind of put a ballot out, all the employees vote, and uh, the winners get picked as names. You've had Marilyn Monroe and Marilyn Frank Sinatra. Marilyn Monroe, Frank Sinatra, those are still here on at the cemetery, unfortunately. That's okay. But um, yeah, we've had all kinds of famous people romp through here. <laughs> On four legs. And this is a nice picture of a young Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, this is supposed to be what they kind of say Hemingway spent his days in Key West here looking like. This is Key West Hemingway, the epitome of it. In the 30s, right? In the 30s, yes, in the 30s. And then, of course, he went from here to Cuba, and as he got old, and got into the famous white beard, white hair, as people know, Papa. When is the Ernest Hemingway Lookalike Contest? That happens in the middle of July every year, and that's done put on by Sloppy Joe's Bar, which, of course, was... Hemingway's favorite haunt, so uh-huh. appropriately so, they do that every year okay. during uh, Hemingway days. So one of the casts I just noticed is Gary Cooper, and you said it's one of the few non-polydactyls. Right. And But you said there's certain priorities to be a cat at the Hemingway house. Actually, all the cats here were born here. They are descendants of the original cat, which is Snowball. Yes. And so they all are descendants. They're born here. And then... We, what we do is we control the population by doing each female's allowed one litter. We keep a tomcat around to handle business and then... Uh, <laughs> handle business? <laughs> then they are fixed and then that's kind of how we keep our numbers. We keep between 40 and 50 here. When Hemingway was here, there was, who knows, sometimes reports of over 70, 80 and cats. And I the cats don't really want to leave the premises. I think... If I, I mean, why would you? <laughs> it's heaven, Yes, it? it is. Absolutely. A lot of people come and say they... 
if they die and come back, they'd like to come back as a Hemingway cat. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's what I want to do. Or I, my you. Me too. Absolutely. Right. We'll see you in the next afterlife. This be my spot. All right. That's cool. Okay. We just went up a long flight of narrow stairs, and I'm looking at... This is Hemingway's master bedroom here. Actually, uh, original headboard, original furniture, everything. The headboard, interestingly enough, is made out of a gate frame from really? Spain that Hemingway fell in love with, and he had it shipped here by, obviously, boat, and um, turned into his now headboard. <laughs> small bed for a big man, though. He had long legs, didn't he? Yeah. Um, it was a small bed, and you know what? He used to... Actually, there's... Rumor has it that he would take up the whole bed and Pauline would have to find herself somewhere else to sleep most of the time. Uh, that's wife number two, right? Wife number two, and that's who he spent his time here in Key West with. Now, tell me the Penny legacy about the pool. <laughs> um, actually, funny story, the pool, where the pool is now, was always a boxing ring. Hemingway was an avid boxer and boxing referee. Hemingway, of course, went away to war and to cover the wars, and rumor had it there was a little mistress floating around, so Pauline said... Huh, I'll get him. I'm going to put it in a pool. At the time, the pool cost $16,000 to put into the ground. Wow. Hemingway saw this as absolutely frivolous spending. We live on an island. You don't need a pool. He did, was not with the idea whatsoever. So she went ahead and did it while he was gone. Mind you, the whole property, the house, only cost eight grand. So $16,000 for a pool was steep. Of course, he came home. He was so angry. He said, Pauline, why don't you take my last red cent? And he flicked the penny right at her. So now she's put the penny, engraved it here on the property, on the patio that faces the pool, just so when she used to have her cocktail parties, she could brag, out of all of Hemingway's, out of all of Hemingway's wives, I took him for his last red cent. <laughs> That's great. When we look at Hemingway as he gets older, there's this big old wallop of a, of a scar above his upper left eyebrow. Tell us about that. Um, he actually suffered and got that scar during a plane accident in uh, Africa. He was going on safari and of course his plane went down. That was the only injury he suffered during that time. He's also got m different scars. He had a ceiling fan fall on his head at one point. How does a ceiling fan I don't, fall on your head? I do not know. That's a part of the reason. You all sure these, he wasn't hanging from a ceiling fan? That could have been the case, no, especially after a night of drinking as yeah. you like to do. So um, tell us about this room. This is the main living room. This is where they you know, hosted their guests and spent their time. Um, right now in the room, we kind of use it as this is what Hemingway was. The fishing, the, you know, the Pilar, that's what he's kind of famous for. The Pilar was um, made, I believe, in New Jersey. It was shipped down here for him. He bought that boat with his first royalty, know, royalty check. I'm a writer. I'm, I, yeah, my there you royalty go. never bought me a ship. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, good. he did. He, no, it was his first advance for oh, the boat. That, his first oh, book. That's nice. what it was, yeah. His first advance, and he bought the Pilar, and of course he fished that boat until the end of his time. The Pilar now sits in Cuba where it was left. Oh, nice. Yeah, he came back here to the States, and then unfortunately the embargo happened, and he could not go back. Or not the embargo, excuse me. Cuban. Cuba, you know, closed off, and he could not go back, and so a lot of his, you know, original writings, everything in the home was left behind, and he got to pick nothing up. Oh, no. So the boat stayed, and that's kind of what sent him into the Depression that... We know a lot of people, the old man in the sea. Tell us about his fisher mentor. Um, Gregorio Fuentes was his right-hand man when it came to fishing. He was his kind of his guide. He fished him throughout Cuba, came to Key West, fished with him in Key West. He also did a lot of fishing with Sloppy Joe Russell, who is the owner of Sloppy Joe's. What a, name, what a proud name, Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe Russell, yeah. No napkins with that man, <laughs> Exactly, right? exactly. Right. Um, Gregorio is kind of loosely who the old man in the sea is based on um yeah he was 
quite a good friend of, of Hemingway's. Do you have a favorite Hemingway book? Um, I like To Have and To Have Not, because it, okay. it does do incorporate with Key West a lot more. And so, you know, that's kind of the one I, I go with. That's how, I like that one, too, very much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear this babbling water? Don't get thirsty, because Jessica's going to tell us what this is all about. This is um, the most famous cat drinking fountain in the world, and actually looks very nice and decorative. It's um, an olive jar that's sitting on top of a urinal. Uh-huh. Um, this urinal was part of the original Sloppy Joe's that was down on Green Street, and um, at the time, Sloppy Joe's rent got raised really high, and he needed to move. Everything was being gutted out of the restaurant, and Hemingway said, I've spent so much of my money here, I might as well take a piece of home with me. Here shows up the urinal. Pauline was not happy about this, as you can imagine. She was a classy lady, didn't want a urinal in her side yard. She uh, dressed it up with a few decorative tiles here, and it's been sitting here ever since. Well, that's kind of a compromise. Yeah, it is. They made it work. And I bet that water is nice and cool for the oh, cats. Oh, it's fantastic. It gets cleaned regularly. About every hour they come out here and scoop it, and then they get, you know, top. Now, first time you saw the urinal, because you're a fifth-generation gal i mean what did you think when you first saw it? you heard the tales but you got to see it for yourself yeah well I actually first started coming here as a kid and i never you know you never would think it especially she made it look pretty good but when i found out it was a urinal it's definitely one of my favorite things now because it does add a little character there you go you will hear more catty tales from inside the hemingway house in key west right after we take this quick commercial break so sit stay meow we'll be right back Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Dean Koontz, and you're listening to Oh Behave with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Oh Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We are in Key West, Florida, and we're wrapping up our tour of the famous polydactyl cats living inside the compound, once owned by the famous writer Ernest Hemingway. And Unleashing the Hemingway Insights, once again, is our special tour guide, Jessica Pita. How big is the Hemingway house? It's one acre of property, exactly. Which Um, is huge in Key West. It is humongous in Key West. Uh, Rarely do we get a yard this size. And uh, I heard about the bricks. 
and the front. He was tired of people looking into his house, and yep. he got a little bender at uh, Sloppy Joe's, and what happened? And he, him and he got some buddies, and they built this fence. If you stare at this fence, you'll see that they did it after a little bender, because it does bend. <laughs> I noticed that. It, I was yeah, like, whoa. It, it makes you a little seasick if you stare right at it. It's a little wavy. Um, but it's held up. It's held up after all these years, absolutely. That's great. Um, that's all that was here for, you know, for the longest time. Um, 2005, we did face a little bit with the USDA, and... Um, it was either caged the cats individually, like a zoo, or caged the property. So now we have the perfect fencing that lines the outside of the property just so, you know, they don't try to get out, but it does contain them if they did. Well, tell us about the cat fencing, because it is kind of cold. They can't climb up and over. Yeah, it's kind of loose, so they can't get a grip on it to climb up. Anybody trying to come from the outside can't get a grip to do the same thing. And, of course, it does kind of curl at the top to give the effect, just in case they kind of can scale it. But, but if um, you were a Hemingway cat, why, in goodness sakes, would you even want to leave this place? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And actually, the front gate's wide open all day long. So if they did want to, they had, they have an exit, but yeah. clearly they don't want to. Are they microchipped and all that? No. Um, when, in the process of, of the lawsuit, they did um, try to do the route of microchipping. We tripped two of our cats here, Truman Capote and Ivan. Uh-huh. And... Um, just didn't wasn't what would fit with us you know now Um, you have a vet dr edie yeah dr edie clark she's a mobile vet here in town she does see other you know patients but she comes here once a week handles any kind of calls we need as well and then uh we also use all animal clinic if there's any kind of procedures need to be done what kind of calls i mean i had too much cat nip and i was (laughs) hung over like my daddy Ernest. um no but we have you know being that they're cats, sometimes they get in a scrap or two, and we, yeah. you know, any kind of wounds we want to get checked out. Uh, it's rare, but it yeah. does happen. And then, um, actually, catnip is a problem for us. People oh. do believe, you know, people want to bring catnip here and play with oh, the cats, no. but when there's 45, two of them want to go for the same cat thing, it can cause a little tussle. So yeah, so give us some polite feline etiquette if you're coming to the Hemingway House and you just dig cats. If you come to the Hemingway House and you dig cats, of course you are welcome here all the time. We just ask, don't bring any catnip, try not to bring any treats. These guys are on a certain kind of diet and they do get an upset stomach when they are introduced to something they're not used to. Also, we ask, don't pick up the cats, but they are free for your petting. And most of the cats, if you sit on a bench, they will take to your lap. And of course, that's cool with us. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thanks. We are now entering Ernest Hemingway's studio. And I spot an old manual royal typewriter. Hey, Jessica, he wrote many books right inside this room, correct? And yeah, he would go over there and it was sun up every morning, 6 a.m. He was in that studio starting to write. And he just, you know, it's no enter kind of rule. Don't bother me. I won't bother you. Don't come looking for me. And he sat up there and he would write all day long. So he would go out and drink all to way past midnight way and get past. up at 6.30 and yeah, start writing. Absolutely, without missing a beat. Wow. Absolutely. All right, here comes one. Who's that? That's Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey, how's it going? <laughs> I like his saunter. Oh, yeah. He How can, old is he, he about? Lying. Humphrey's about eight. Yeah? Yeah, actually, he is a brother of Gary Cooper. Oh, nice. So yeah. what's the oldest cat you have here currently? Um, our, currently, our oldest cat is Piglet. She's 19. Okay. Um, we probably will see her. She hangs in the bookstore in the AC. She's no fool. Is that one of the older, <laughs> older cats you've ever had? The oldest cat we've ever had here was 22. Oh, wow. Let me think. I think... I do not remember his name, Okay, that's all right. Sorry. I think it was Methuselah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Methuselah, that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I think it was Ragamuffin, I want to okay. say. But... um. Yeah, he, 
22 was was the oldest, but wow. we see them way up there in age. They spend their time here, yeah. and, you know, they're treated well, so they kind of last a while. We have a few cats now that are 18, 19. Nice. Now, we have cats with 5 and 5 on the front and 4 and 4 in the back. You know, I'm talking like a, the toes. Yeah. What's kind of the average number of the polydactyl toes here, and what's the whopping record? We have what we see mostly is 6 toes on the front four on the back, but we do have a few that will have the five on the back. The biggest one we have now is Greta Garbo. She has seven on all, all paws. Wow. We've seen them with eight, but seven is kind of a max. Okay. You know, eight's very, good. very rare. And yes, like I said, Greta Garbo has seven on all paws. Harry Truman has seven as well. And spell Harry. H-A-I-R-Y. Of course, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our cats are with us. They make us smile. They just bring out the best in us. And I love the fact that the Hemingway House has a cat cemetery where you have little plaques. We've got Liz Taylor next to Kim Novak and Willard Scott. But you've been here and you grew up here. I bet there's some special cats that are here in the cemetery now. Yeah, absolutely. One in particular I can speak about is Trevor. Okay. Trevor is, um, he's just, unfortunately, he's not marked because I'm not sure why, but he was a standout cat as far as I'm concerned. Trevor, he, uh, Trevor was named for one of our uh, tour guides that was here for a while. So, but he is, he is a standout cat. He had seven on all paws, kind of, and he hung in the, he hung right under the writing, uh, the writing studio. What's his markings? What was his markings? He was a black and white cat. He's, um, big white paws. And he just, you know, he was a great personality, great personality. Um, of the ones that are here, US-1 was a great cat also. US-1 got a tumor later on in life. Aww. Unfortunately, um, it was kind of too late to do anything about it. It was a benign tumor, but it didn't look good. So we kind of posted a little sign here in the garden saying, we are aware of, of US-1, but he's happy, so we're happy, and we're just letting him hang. Good. So he hung for a while like that, and um, he was actually one who got really up there in age, too. Now, I'm looking at the sign. I have to read this twice. In From 1993 to 2005, you had not Betty Davis, but Mr. Mr. Betty Davis. Yes, Mr. Betty Davis was named a little bit too early before we... Uh, oh, he was named Betty hood. Davis, and then... Uh, was surprise, he secure surprise. in his... Uh, man, in yeah, his he didn't have no problem with him. We have another one now that's actually the same situation. We named him her, excuse me, Nikki Adams, or Nick Adams, and it turns out she's actually a Nikki Adams. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah, so cool. now she's Nikki Adams. Hey, we just met this really cute orange tabby named Lionel next to the only basement in Key West. And I met some people that are sweating, but about a week ago they weren't sweating. You are? Nathan Amaruso from Chicago, Illinois. North or south side? Right in the city. Oh, cool, So cool. central. So tell me, my sister lives in Chicago. It was a crazy long winter. It was the longest and coldest winter I've ever felt. And what brought you here to Key West and specifically to the Hemingway House? Well, uh, to Key West because we wanted guaranteed warm weather. <laughs> there you go. So this is answer. as far south as we can get. And the Hemingway House, uh, we have some avid readers in the family, my oh, three good. young kids. So Let's they wanted to learn out. about Their names are? Uh, Angelina, who turned 11 today. Oh. Happy birthday. Zoe and Damien. What's one of your favorite books? Um, I really like the Percy Jackson series. Okay. And do you know much about Ernest Hemingway and the cats? No. Okay, but what do you think about this place? I think it's really cool, and I'd love to live here. All right. Do you guys have any pets? We do not. All right. What do you think about these cats? They put the ultimate in cool, don't you think? I think so. I think the cat motel I saw in the back here is pretty luxurious for <laughs> some furry felines. If you would uh, could come back, wouldn't it be kind of cool to be come back as a Hemingway cat? I would be uh, living the life of luxury. All right. Well, stay warm. Don't sweat too much here, and may you have a very calm, sweet, balmy summer in Chicago. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you.
Joining me on this great tour of the cool cats at Hemingway House is a good friend of mine, Jocelyn Shannon from Oceanside, California, a former L.A. English school teacher, and this is your first time to the Hemingway House. What what did you leave knowing or enjoying? I think I enjoyed the botany as much as I enjoyed the, the Hemingway House, the cats, and also the beautiful. Didn't she tell us during the tour that, or on the uh, train tour, that they brought all these plants in. It yes. used to, what was it, just to be just mangoes. Right, right. And I thought, just mangoes, look at this. This is a botanic garden. It's fabulous. You should come just for the swimming pool. No, we can't go in. I'm sorry, <laughs> never mind. But no, it's a beautiful place. And the tours are well organized. They move on through well. You should put it on your list. Any favorite cat? Greta Garbo. Oh, okay. You yes. got him too. And uh, what about uh, the, his room where the typewriter, so the royal typewriter? Impressive. And if he was there at, at the typewriter six hours a day, he was a hard-working guy. He loved cats. Yes, he did. That is a, we all have to have one thing that's wonderful about us. No, that's right. not true. He was a fabulous writer. Well, thank you, Josh. And I'm glad you joined me on the tour. And I learned a lot too. Yes, there was a lot to learn. Everywhere here on Key West, on the island of Key West, there's polydactyl cats found all over the place. Oh, Just because polydactyl cats. around. Yeah, um, polydactyl cats came mostly, you know, from ship captains during those that era, and um, they used to keep them on the boats as good luck. Oh, okay. They thought the extra digit made them better mousers, and so they would A come. more grip. Right, and um, so when they would dock here in, in town, obviously a few cats would get off board, and then they kind of made their residence here. So there's quite a few um, polydactyl cats around town still. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, Snowball, who was Hemingway's first cat here on the island. They, was he white? Or he was. Okay, all right. He was very white, um, and he was actually a gift. He was actually a gift from one of the boat captains, Captain Stanley Dexter, okay. gave Gregory Snowball as a gift for running some errands for him, and Gregory came back, told Mr. Hemingway, hey, Dad, this cat's supposed to be good luck, and he, being an accident-prone, hence the the airplane crash and that, he said, I can take all the luck I need, <laughs> or, you know, I can take all the luck I can get, here we go, give me that cat, and he said, one thing leads to another, one cat leads to another the same way, here we are, later, mm-hmm. 40 years down the road, we end up with 50, 60 cats. Now, I think Ernest Hemingway, of all men, proved that real men love cats. He was a rugged son of a guy. Oh, I he mean, was. So what's that kind of attraction? He's a muscle guy, he daring. Was, he was, a, you know, he was the, a man's man, you yeah. know. He was a hunter. He was, you know, he, he was very, very much a man's man. And um, I think he bonded with the cats because, you know, originally because they were a good luck and he was superstitious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they tell you, he was also a man that had emotion. He was deep when it came to emotions. Yeah. And it's been said that, you know, kind of cats can help with in the lonely times. They can kind of give you a little therapy when you're not even looking for it. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of, he was self-soothing with the cat, having the cats around him with before he even realized that's what was going on, you know. That, that's a good point. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, I'm a writer. I've read a lot of Hemingway's books. But him as an author is not the draw here, is it? No. A lot of our visitors don't know anything about Hemingway. <laughs> they don't know that he was even a writer. Um, they do come for the cats and to visit, you know, our four-legged friends. And they learn a thing or two about the man it's when they visit. And I think maybe he's probably okay with that. Yeah, I think he's probably okay with that. It sounds like what he would probably prefer. Because if you're going to be upstaged by anyone and you're Papa Hemingway... The cats are probably the best to do that. Well, that wraps up our special tour inside the Hemingway House in Key West, Florida. To learn more about their tours and about the cats, I ask you to dash over to www.hemingwayhome.com. That's hemingwayhome.com. 
And I hope you enjoyed the show and you're now full of trivia about Hemingway and the polydactyl cats. You know, these facts will come in handy if you're ever fortunate to be a contestant on the Jeopardy show. At this time, also, I wish to give a big possum salute to Mark Winner. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. Oh, behave and all our shows. You can tune in easily. And we're also on iHeartRadio. So check us out at PetLifeRadio.com. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. And that's my dog Chipper saying, Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.